0: On Mike Richards.com broadcasting live from the DKI studios in downtown Toronto, 234 King Street East, out of the Pacific Junction Hotel. Coming up this morning, no Dwayne Casey. What? So who's next? Good luck with that. Kyle Dubas, as we mentioned on the show on Friday, but we're just sort of catching up here. You'll have our take on it this morning. The Washington Capitals. They have uh, they've gone it gone by their business a very different way. It's actually working. If you have Capitals in your pool, I would suggest that you're gonna do very, very well. Because they have blown out Tampa Bay in the first two games. The Jets, Dave. The Jets. Man, you talk about just jumping on a team right under the gate. That was almost uh, rude how they treated Vegas. Also, if you're the considered to be like the world's toughest man, like the world's toughest guy, Russell, he's second. Hmm. Don't uh, maybe don't go on skates because I gotta tell you, for one of the most feared men in the world, if I was him, I wouldn't be shown doing what he's doing. Kind of takes the sting out of the toughness. Also, there's uh, reporters getting kissed, uh, reporters getting punched in the face. Yeah, that's not bad sometimes. And then one uh, reporter who apparently wasn't used to the fact that when you when you take a live microphone after a, a big win in a sporting event, maybe the guys aren't as uh, great as you'd like them to be. Don't get mad. And, uh, and she does. I, this actually comes from Mexico. This particular uh, this particular moment, and you can see it coming. And I've I've seen some bad ones. One of the worst ones I think I've ever seen. This was uh, NCAA basketball. It's when uh, Gonzaga had uh, Adam Morrison, right, right? And they had that great team, and they were so excited, and they'd won so many different ways, and they were playing UCLA. And I guess they had decided and thought that they were probably gonna have this huge Gonzaga celebration, mm-hmm. and of course. They lose a heartbreaker. And then they send uh, the one girl out there with a camera and a microphone. And uh, our good buddy Tim Preston and I are sitting there watching it going, Oh, no, 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 it's a bad idea. Don't. And of course, they had taken all kinds of, you know, cleared all kinds of space on the television broadcast for the one hour, you know, Gonzaga national champion celebration. Oh, no. And you could see one guy coming, he was heading straight for the camera. I'm like, Cut now. Cut away. Cut away. Cut away. And he let watch chest trip. And she couldn't recover. Immediately, you know, they have those infomercials. like, like It was like, you're bugging me. It was like, see, Cindy Crawford's Beauty Secrets. It was one of those ones. Oh, and no. that's exactly, and I had taped. I can't find the tape. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. You knew it was coming, but apparently for those that uh, program it, you know, like the news director who don't really understand sport nope never at dawn I'm going we can't we can't go live we can't go live there's
1: a million people like that too
0: it was uh well I think the industry's almost dominated now, right yeah. now Dave it really is but uh we'll take a look at some of that but when we uh, look at the weekend uh be- I mean I guess we'll start with the, we'll start with the Jets we'll start with the Jets Dave and I guess you know when you're cheering for a team and I think most of Canada is pretty much behind the Jets they're one of those teams I, there's very few teams I think that in Canada, that fit into that category. I think the Flames fit into that category. I don't know if Edmonton does only Dave because they dominated so much at one point that there's a lot of still there's still Edmonton hate.
1: Yeah, anybody in their 40s and 50s probably sits back and goes, "Man, they yeah. had their they had their run of a decade." Yeah, yeah. So-
0: like, yeah. Like no. What's to just dis- like, I mean, if you're around the country and you're watching, uh, you know, a, a team. Those are the only two teams, though. Those are the only two I think teams so.
1: that are Canada friendly. Because if Vancouver's in the final, well, I don't need to tell you about what people think about Vancouver when they're in the final because we yeah, just saw it. We saw it, you know, six, seven years ago, whatever it was. Uh, Montreal haters and lovers throughout the country, Toronto haters and lovers throughout the country. I don't think anybody likes Ottawa. Period. No,
0: they don't, and, and, and it's because of the city it's from too. Like yeah. they just they there's that there's a stink yeah. to it, and you don't want it.
1: It's like if, if you're looking at the depth chart, it would probably be Vancouver the most hate. Ottawa would probably be number two.
0: Because um, I know there's also a lot of Toronto hate for obvious reasons. Like yeah, but that. you know
1: what? For every for every two or three people that hate Toronto, there's somebody that loves. Them. Yeah, like, that's true too. They go through Western yeah. Canada. There's cheers in Winnipeg, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver because it's
0: the Leafs. Ah, yeah, they my, fill the building.
1: My great, yeah. great, 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 great grandfather loved the Leafs, so I have to love the Leafs too. Yeah. Anyway, same thing with the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. Same yeah. sort of thing. Yeah.
0: I mean, so. one of the original six, so you, so you get that. And 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 I think sometimes when people look at certain cities, there's a feel that they have about the people, right or wrong. What are the, Whatever they think that is. Sometimes it's a complete stereotype. That that tells you that you don't like it. What is to dislike about Winnipeg? Some people don't even know what the hell it is. Even Dave, yeah, you talk to Winnipeg, don't. they don't know. You know, they don't know what you're talking about. No. So there's this weird kind of. oh, they seem okay. They seem like nice folk. And at the at the end of the day, they, they kind of are. So so guess what? That fan base that shows up in a true whiteout. By the way, the true whiteout. And it's just remarkable what they have done in losing. Like, your city loses that team, and then the team comes back. So it's a, it's a great story that way. And guess what? Uh, for the Vegas Knights, who have been on a roll, uh, they found out that uh, uh, the house guests in this case weren't, weren't treated very nicely, and they jump on them huge in game number one of the Western Conference Final, property of the National Hockey League.
2: Assault.
0: cross size pass. Broken up, here is Shifley back the other way. Shifley drops it off, Bufflin scores! 65 seconds in! Ouch. Look at that. How do you not like that? And
2: a little drop pass, and there is Dustin Bufflin who hammers one. Right past Mark andre Fleury. The defensive play. Shifley leads it with speed, and the finish by Dustin Buffalo. The Winnipeg Jets.
0: You know what you'd hate as a goalie? The fact that you look down at the ice and it's still shiny. And one goal has gone in already. But the ice is still wet. Yeah, we know. Along with the puck, off the side of the cage, and now Riley Smith. Back into the Winnipeg zone. Dropping it off for Schmidt, who fires, and that's turned aside by Hellebuck. Hellebuck, perfect angle, Wheeler, like, puts the, the right rebound center. where it's supposed to go. Wheeler, down low, Stastny, back to Blake Wheeler. Across for Line A, SCORE! Two and they punches. just look how they work at Line A, you know, coming, sneaking into in the back door like that. They just, they have great vision on where the other guys are, too. That, that, that to me, is a thing they of beauty.
1: Really of it's a great first ball. period. Line a
2: was up high, and they were staying close, so we wouldn't get the puck. This time, though, he'll sneak down. Keep an eye on the right side of your screen. Keep an eye. I mean,
0: once again, it just sort of goes on, Dave. You're watching it as a Jet fan. You had to be pretty happy with game number one.
1: Yeah, it was a nice start. And uh, people are sitting there commenting to me about how quiet it seemed near the end of the second and third period. Got to be honest with you. In in the 12th, that was the 13th playoff game. That was the easiest victory for the Winnipeg Jets so far. And that's why it was quiet. The game was won.
3: Yeah, yeah. And
1: <laughs> so it's like...
0: Like, people don't go nuts when you're like, well, what are we up now? <laughs> well, Like, you just don't, If it's, it's human nature. Also, what, what? People are all, what? Saying that, what, the building's not loud now? Yeah. No, I, I they're got not in. Yeah. You know what? Winnipeg, all of a sudden, the people aren't into it. Yeah, they're not into they're it. They're not that big on it.
1: And you know what? I think there was a little bit of a Nashville hangover because that was that was the team that this team was trying to build to defeat. When Paul Stasny was brought in on the trade deadline, uh, it, it, you know, everything was geared towards beating the top team in the league who happened to also be in your division, who you happen to play a million times a year, plus now a seven-game series. So I, I think it was a little bit of that. I'll it'll, it'll be fine in game two. I, I hope it is a little more competitive. No, I don't. Uh, but yeah. um, But if it is, the building will get loud again.
0: Well, speaking of uh competitive games, that's not what you're getting in Tampa Bay. Nope. Oh my God. Like I'm I, I guess I am shocked. I, I guess the word would be shocked, because I I can't say that when the when the playoffs started. And this is why doesn't the first round seem like like a year ago? Like it seems so long ago. And I'm taking a look at that first series and of course uh what was it, De Grubauer is in that? And I'm like, yep, starting game one. That's not going to be very good. So the first two games look ex- kind of like the way that we talked about. I think all of us here in the room, I think, pick Columbus in, in getting by and thinking that it may not be necessarily an upset even. But as Holtby comes back and they've run ever since that time, they have found a way to be kind of, Dave, I would say, the team that if you're a Caps fan, those last several years, You probably thought it was going to look like this, and it didn't. And you ran into a Pittsburgh team. I mean, there were so many things that had happened to just crush your dreams that i got to be honest. I think, uh, like some fan bases, when they get burned enough, it takes them a while to kind of get excited about, yeah, I think we really have a chance in this one. Well, guess what? I I don't see any way that they're not going to a Stanley Cup final. And guess what? Before the series started, I was hoping it was going to be a track meet, but only one team is running.
1: Yeah, one team's <laughs> run. But you know what? I, I honestly I wouldn't I wouldn't count out Tampa Bay yet even though it looks like it cuz if we're sitting here and it's game 5, don't be so sure that this series isn't tied up at 2. The Capitals have played very well on the road. They're 6 and 1 in this postseason on the road. That's not the case when they're at home. We'll see what happens. Uh, game 3 will decide everything that will happen cuz if Tampa Bay wins game 3, they will win game 4. And then we have a brand new best of three series. But right now, it's Washington full marks, check marks throughout. And uh, you know what? Tampa Bay's look disinterested at times, which is kind of surprising considering this is a conference final and they're not really used to being there and they got all their guns and horses. And you talk about, I talk about how the Jets built up for the trade deadline. Tampa Bay went overboard on the trade deadline. They they brought in three or four players. They they just didn't go tinker this and leave it. It's like no 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 star defenseman forward that's playing the first line, a depth forward. Def- you know what I mean? Like this, all the chips are in the middle. And so far, this performance has been crap.
0: Yeah, in this no, I in this conference, I, and I hope you're right, Dave. I hope they get back into it right because right now it's it's kind of a series that. I don't care if I see the games or not necessarily, because nope. look that the second game with uh, with uh, the Knights and the Jets is going to be a much a much better game. I think so, and I also think that whoever comes out of the West, do we think that whoever comes out of the West wins the Stanley Cup? That's uh, that's the hope, yeah. <laughs> but right now we'll, we'll
1: see, because if uh, you know, I think Winnipeg handles either Tampa or Washington. I don't know if Vegas handles both of them, but. That's probably a very long series, and nobody walks all over the Vegas Golden Knights, um, which is hard for me to even say right but, now. But it's the truth. But though. It's, it's the truth. But that's yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, when you're looking at the two, when you're looking at the four teams, and you're balancing them out as individual teams, um, and not not to put on my Homer hat, but the Jets kind of sit at the top of that pyramid. When you're scaling down and looking at, okay, this is how I'd place the top four. But that's not how Stanley Cups are won either. So we'll have to see.
0: You know how Stanley Cups are won. And this happens time and time again. And this is why it's, again, a really hard tournament to win. There are certain names going into the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs where you're going, okay, just like picking a pool. I'm I'm getting this guy, this guy, and this guy. Well, I'll tell you what. Shifley looks like, man, I don't know. Like, I mean, you look at the draft now and think, what was he, six or seven? In that draft that year, was yeah. he seven?
1: Yeah, seven,
0: just before... Uh, <laughs> Nugent Hopkins was one. Oh, not, not that year. Not, not year. that year? No, not
1: that year. No, the, uh, the whatchamacallit, we'll the the big debate, and at the time it was kind of like, oh, where do you go with it? It was Jets-Flyers, and the flyer the Jets select Shifley, and uh, and whatchamacallit, we'll uh, the Flyers selected uh, Sean Couture. And A lot of people thought they should have switched. But it's like, no, 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 you leave it. Ex- Katori is a great player, great player. Uh, and then also, I, I, I think that was the Dougie Hamilton draft as well. Dougie Hamilton won a little bit earlier. Was it? Uh, yeah, 2011 in Minnesota. So, but yeah. we'll get to that in a bit. But uh, but, but,
0: but, but, but that being said, you know, the, the way that Scheifele's playing, I think is probably the way that if, if, you're, if you're a Leaf fan, when you, when you see that, and, 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 and roast beef, I guess I'll start with you. Did did you not expect that? That's the kind of performance that you probably were expecting from uh, Austin Matthews. I mean, I think it's I think it's at least a fair comparison.
2: Yeah, I mean, you obviously would have expected more than two points in seven games from Matthews. I was shocked actually to see that he led the Leafs in shots. So yeah, very. Um, that I guess that leads a little bit more to unlucky, but he did underperform in the series. But shifley has been shifley's been great and i remember like back in that 2011 draft when he was taken and everyone was like oh that was a little bit off the board not overly off the board but
1: he was supposed to go around 15 to 20
2: yeah and he was and he's been great i mean he (laughs) it's hard not to like him and like i like winnipeg as a team it's just i don't know it's hard not to like them and he's been great all playoffs i think he's one of their leading candidates for con smite oh he Beagle is the candidate way.
1: and you know what you were absolutely right it was ryan nugent hopkins and okay you know what's yeah. funny about that though hopkins gets drafted as an 18 year old and pshht, right into the nhl and shifley it took three years so i lose track about the age of him but if you look at the mileage on the two Nugent Hopkins, I bet you, yeah, has played two hundred more games than oh, Mark Shifley
0: well, because I think Shifley went back to uh,
1: was it Barry went yeah. back to Barry. No, you're bang on. It went it went uh, Nugent Hopkins won. Landis Gogg, number two, which happened to be a decent pick. Jonathan Huberto, number three. That was kind of cemented. And then New Jersey went Larson, Adam Larson, who, of course, went to Edmonton in that trade for Taylor Hall. wonder how that turned out. Uh, Ryan Strom was off the board for the Islanders because right. he's turned out to be a... <laughs> yeah. uh, Mika Zibanejad at number six to Ottawa, which the Jets were talking about at the time. Mark Scheifele. Sean Katuri and of course Dougie Hamilton went to the Boston Bruins and everybody thought, okay, well, why didn't you solidify the defense earlier? Because I believe Hamilton was the second defenseman off the board. Yeah, second to Adam Larson. Uh, and, and see, and that it was never happened.
0: And that was considered a bit of a uh, larceny, like that was kind of a yes, steal. Then yes. he ends up going to the team that just won the Stanley Cup. That's right. And yet there seems to be some sort of feeling about what he is like on a team. Sorry, mm-hmm. but that that seems to be the talk. Unfortunately, and yeah. and so he goes to Calgary, and there's that talk has continued. So, but again, when you get that kind of specimen, they don't come around a whole bunch. Yep. it's 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 like uh, you know Tyler Myers. You know, I mean, you know, you you don't see guys of that stature who can skate like that, who have got hands like that, who play the you know position that he does. So, um, that's kind of uh, interesting. Yeah,
1: and the cool part, just to put Rusty back in this conversation, the cool part is. The mastermind, Brian Burke, he uh, traded up and traded with the Ducks, which gave him uh, switch selections and also gave him a second. So the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs selected Tyler Biggs in the first round, who's turned out really well with him. He's playing first-line minutes for the Maple Leafs. and Oh, no, he's not. Sorry. Oh. And and the Ducks selected uh, uh, Ricard Raquel, You're right. Right. who is a 30-goal scorer. And in the second round, with that second-round pick, uh, the Ducks uh, gambled and— what with John Gibson? So I, I don't know what John Gibson's <laughs> was he turned the, out. He was the second round. Yeah, I wonder how John okay. Gibson's turned out. So we'll we'll. I know I know you have to evaluate trades like you know sometimes five ten years down the line. So we'll just let this simmer on the stove for a little bit to determine who won that deal.
0: Rose beef, I know you want to jump in. No, you're upset. You're you're livid. <laughs>
2: you're human. I I hate that trade so much. <laughs> I, I see, hate I can, that f- trade so much. I can feel the
0: heat coming from over here. It's a lot of anger. It's, it's, uh, you're not alone, by the way. It's no, just, that's, that, that's that.
2: one that I've read like a lot online. Like I've known about that trade for years. Uh, I mean, even though we ended up still, I guess, with a possibility to get Gibson, they chose Anderson. But uh, everyone, every Leafs fan just hates that trade because Tyler Biggs was... That that was part of the Burke era, where it's that like, oh, we need big, big scoring forwards, and guy has never played a game. In the ha, NHL. Has an excellent
0: name. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking, it's like, who do you got? Yeah, Tyler Banks. Well, oh, man, Tyler Banks. Yeah, I don't want any part of oh, him. Wow. Yeah. Man. Apparently, apparently, sometimes you do. <laughs> <laughs> here's uh, here's what happened yesterday: Tampa Bay and the Caps. Uh, once again, this series has not been close so far. You're talking about a team that's uh, tremendous on the road. This once again property of the National <laughs> Hockey League. Puck jumped up there by Orlov, stepping in over the line, Kuznetsov, snaps one it'll come up around the boards, fire
2: back in, scores! Niskanen! You
0: know, how the puck is deflected is almost, I don't know if you could do that, watch this.
1: What a start for Washington and another goal generated from the blue line. Enough to catch the referee's attention. Yeah, and hey, hey, and hey, the hey, puck hey, comes hey, back hey. to Ovechkin. He fires
2: it in. That one deflected hey. wide. He's next side He
3: scores.
0: That's a killer. Right at the right at the horn. Right at the horn.
2: This one's gonna hurt. And it is scored. The clock is on zero.
0: This is good. This is a good goal. and just become in the last 3 4 minutes of the second period
4: in game 2 people are open you take an
0: like and right now i mean here's the one thing that 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 sometimes gets said and people kind of don't get it at times they're like uh you know let's have some fun out there let's sure. have them f- and they say well it's it's fun when you win winning is fun but for Alexander Ovechkin, he looks like he's playing, like he doesn't give a shit, doesn't have a care in the world. And, it's wor- and it works, Dave. Yeah, and it it, works.
1: it really does. He doesn't have that stress on his face. I know it's taken him a damn long time to get to where the spot is, but he's there. He's there. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's almost rejuvenated where, where at times in the last three or four years, maybe not in the last two years, but four or five years ago, there was a time where you looked at what he was doing production wise and you thought is this where the roller coaster roller coaster goes down and sure enough it's gone back up again. So, guy looks good out there. Too. He does. He looks I, I mean,
0: fantastic.
1: You know, a little bit of Richard Gear happening too. Uh, <laughs> I'm okay with that.
0: I don't know if I'm putting uh, <laughs> the and Richard Gear in the same category. Uh but there's no question he is having uh, a lot of fun doing what he's doing. So, this brings up uh, another thing about uh a gentleman from Russia. Mm. who's considered to be one of the scariest individuals on the planet. Yep. So Putin, right? Putin's considered to be kind of scary, right? A lot of times you see him like with a shirt off and he's doing like taekwondo. Wasn't he talking to Steven Seagal or something? Like it was all weird weird stuff. Sure. You know, he's fishing, shirt off. He, I don't know, you know, if if you're you're, you're on a, an opposing party, <laughs> do they have that in Russia? You tend to disappear. <laughs> I don't think you do. You're in a certain band. You disappear. <laughs> certain uh, sexual orientation. Don't go to the parade. I mean, this is a scary guy. So if you're this, if, you, if you're this frightening, this scary, what you probably should understand is when you look scary and when you don't. And for uh, Putin, maybe being on skates, Dave, wasn't the strongest move in my opinion. <laughs> look at this. Oh. <laughs> Like, oh, seriously? Like, if you're the leader of a country that's it's a hockey nation, you can't skate like that.
1: Are you sure that's at the Ryerson Intermeros? Or? No, that was not Russell.
0: No? Oh, and, and guess what? Yeah, it's cheer. Yeah. Cheer. Look at. He doesn't even shift his weight. It just—you yeah. know what I mean? He yeah, has zero follow through. Zero. This is garbage. Would you think this is the scariest man in the world? My s-
1: seven-year-olds that I uh, that I coach in baseball. Okay, six-year-olds I coach
0: in baseball. You should have no follow through. Who do, do you think is going to win this draw? <laughs> yeah, I'm picking red. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to keep their family in their house? And surprisingly, uh, little baby, too much, uh, huh? Putin on. wins their own. I wonder what team's going to win tonight.
3: <laughs>
0: Listen to the energy of the announcer. Oh Yeah. And, and he gets the first goal. Come on. Yeah, this have a highlight of this. That's not him. There, there you go. Irina. <laughs> Oh, now they're gonna fucking replay it like ten times. Okay, there you go, Alex, or uh, or there's Putin uh, showing you. That's, that's
1: the equivalent of uh, Kim Jong Un, the the father. How he got those uh, what what thirteen hole in ones and one. Could you okay. imagine that guy running with the ball? Okay, swing it, sir, yeah. and he,
0: he there, there drops be, it in the hole. There would be a lot of editing. There would be of of uh, him with the weird haircut hitting the ball, and all of a sudden cutaway. <laughs> To like swans and White. and then and, and, and all of a sudden, poof! <laughs> clook, 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 clook. <laughs> that was the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen.
1: Isn't it though? Wow!
0: Yeah, clap, clap now. No, not now. Unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable. Now, uh, we had, I think just as we'd left on Friday. This we... was a crazy afternoon. Right? You're, yeah, it was totally. The,
1: you heard news about this coming up and, of course, the basketball team. Yeah. And it was like, oh, man. It's like, why could this happen like at, well, I don't know, 9 o'clock in the morning? Yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. It did not so... You know, that thinking of, of uh, Kyle Dubas, it seems to almost universally be applauded. I think even through uh, Leaf Nation, I think they're all pretty happy about this. Um, and it seems that... Okay,
1: let's not kid ourselves. If Brendan Shanahan named Johnny Johnny River over there going
0: to Starbucks, you don't think Leaf Nation would applaud that too? I, cause, but the Leaf Nation tends to really like Kyle. And you know why? I think They it, made a mistake. And I think it's... You know what? I think a lot of people in Leaf Nation are younger and they're kind of like this guy. Man. I think they elected one of their own. Like, look at this uh, young man over here. That's true. I'm, I Put some glasses on him, and then he looks like their but,
1: general
2: manager. But,
0: but I'm serious. I think it does reflect a huge part of who that fan base is. And, Russell, I can assume that you're pretty happy about this.
2: A lot of what I like is this is exactly the quote they had three years ago when they signed Lou Lamorello. Lou's gonna have a five-year contract, three years as GM, two as the advisor, and Dubas will be the GM after those three years. They stuck to that plan. I like the fact that he's come up with the Marlies too, which a hell of a lot of players, especially next year with the free agents leaving, are all graduates from the Marlies. And I, they stuck to the plan. Uh, I think it fits with the new culture, the young team, the young guy coming in. And... Let's not kid ourselves. Everyone's like, "Oh, he's young. He's gonna have to learn." Like he hasn't been sitting in on these meetings for the last three years with every single one. It's not like he would voice his opinion and they'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, shut up. You you don't know anything." Well,
0: I, and I also think too, if uh, if Lou didn't think this was a good idea, mm. even upon leaving it doesn't happen. I really think there's a big part of that. But let's hear uh, from uh, Shanny exactly what the process was on uh, choosing Kyle Dubas as the next general manager of your Toronto Maple Leafs job in another organization. Well, I, I definitely
4: examined uh, you know uh, prospects that were outside of our organization as well, uh, but I also knew that uh, after working here for four years that we had uh, two incredibly qualified people uh, in-house and I think as I interviewed with Mark uh, uh, and then interviewed with Kyle, um, I, I think I, it was reaffirmed to me that that the answer was within our own organization. As you can see from Kyle with his complete uh, knowledge of the entire organization that we have and and everybody involved in how it works, is, I think there's an advantage in hiring somebody in-house uh, as far as uh, being up and running and continuing with the progress that we've had. Uh, People sometimes um, uh, underestimate, I think, what Mark Hunter does for this organization. He's a he's a fabulous scout, but he is uh, he was has been involved since he's uh, come on board with trades, uh, with free agency, uh, with with Kyle and Mark have worked w- well together with the Marlies. I, I know Kyle uses Mark as a resource, so to to try and suggest that uh, Mark has just simply been uh, somebody that scouts for us is completely inaccurate. So. Lou has used uh, his entire staff uh, uh, available to him. So it was a, a difficult decision in, the, in that we had two such qualified people, but ultimately I went with Kyle. Uh, Mark wanted the job for sure. Uh, Kyle knows that, Mark knows that. I called Mark a couple nights ago to say that I was, I was going to zero in on Kyle uh, out of respect for Mark. Uh, I spoke to him again this morning. Um, you know, Mark likes Kyle. They, uh, he respects the decision. Uh, he's got a lot of uh, respect for Kyle, and I think at this point now it's it's really up to the general manager and his staff to get together uh, in the coming uh, in the coming weeks and sort of see how all that plays out.
0: Well, and, and again, I think that's the uh, the question a lot of us had, Dave, was uh, if you're if you're Mark Hunter now, what do you do? Do you do you stay in the current role that you've had as a sort of an assistant? Because uh, I don't know right now necessarily around the league, like as a full time general manager, mm-hmm. I don't know like. Now, if Mark Hunter's getting that call. Now, in a couple of years, maybe it's different, but what does he do in those couple of years? I mean, he's still, at this point, if he's working with the Leafs, he's close enough to London. Yes. You know, it's it's still a, a reasonable suggestion to say that he would stay with an organization that's still on its way up. But at the same instance, you didn't get the job probably that you really, really wanted. So, so what is the mindset? What do you think he does? Because I don't know if there's a lot of other teams out there that he'd be that interested in going to. It'd have to be somewhere kind of in that golden horseshoe. That, you know, I don't know. I mean, Do you seriously want to go to Buffalo? I don't think there's an opening in Detroit, which also would be kind of yep. relatively close. I think he just might stay.
1: Yeah, I think he doesn't have really any options right now unless, unless he uh, somehow works into the New York Islanders front office or the Minnesota Wild front office. Those are the only really two... Uh, openings right now at this time, and you're right. Buffalo, Buffalo has you know their new general manager has been there for one year. That's still, that's still at least uh, another three years uh, in, in an opportunity to do something over there. Ken Holland's secure in, in in Detroit unless he wants to leave himself or unless Detroit goes in a different direction eventually. But yeah, you know what, you you stay the course and and you wait for that next opportunity. But I I have no doubt in my mind that. Not only will Mark Hunter be a general manager in the NHL, Mark Hunter will be a successful general manager in the NHL, and I think he's he's uh, probably in a top five candidate capacity when that next job falls into place and they start running off the names. Well, there's this guy in Calgary and this guy in Montreal and Mark Hunter as
0: well. Yeah, so, I I agree because I think if he puts in one more year and and the team obviously well in their in their in their. Sort of we've seen the progression of the Leafs. If they go a little further, they, they they get a couple of guys that they truly need, usually on the back end. So if that happens, he's a part of that organization. In one more year, I think he becomes that much much more valuable. Yeah, I think and so. And maybe, maybe he starts climbing up that list.
1: Yeah, and so, maybe and maybe uh, you know, sometimes if if he doesn't see it climbing up here in Toronto per se, because it's not like he's you know, this general manager is gonna be leaving anytime soon maybe he gets that cross promotion somewhere else in the yeah. league where it's a step above but not quite the general manager spot and boom. Like, like don't be surprised, guys, if, if if say, Lou Lamorello takes a, an Islander job, which I'm sure he probably will, if Lou brings Mark Hunter with him. And that would be very Lou Lamorello like to do that.
0: Work with guys that he's comfortable with. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So, you know, like, if you were to, like, if you were to strap up lou lamorello to a, to a liar lie detector and say which one are you picking lou are you picking mark hunter or kyle dubas to run the Maple Leafs? i would bet a lot of money that he is more of a mark hunter guy than a kyle dubas guy i'm
0: i'm just saying you're watching rawmikerichards.com either on the website or the dedicated youtube channel subscribe when you can it's right down it, I think is it here on that side. Just a side? click. I okay. Uh, make sure you subscribe, and so you don't miss a thing. Yeah, and go to the website too. By the way, yeah, go to the website. Uh, we're probably going to do a little bit of a cleanup on that uh, relatively soon, so it makes sense. I don't know if it makes sense. I got to be honest. I, I think it does, uh, but you, it'll get we, can make, it we yeah, can make it better. We can make it better. Okay. So speaking of making things better, the Toronto Raptors. Now. <laughs> Coach Casey, and it's not the Coach of the Year, but he did get Coach of the Year in the other consideration. And so they come to a conclusion in order to move forward that Coach Casey is the one that's going to take the fall. Now, in some ways, the way the blueprint works in professional sport, there's only so many people that you can fire if indeed you think that's what propels your team forward, your organization forward. The biggest problem in all of this is they had to play LeBron. And LeBron, for whatever reason, owns the Toronto Raptors. I don't care about about the, the, the preparation. Coach Casey can do what he wants. But the reality is that when this group of individuals that currently wear Raptors jerseys, and in the heart of it, Kyle and DeMar, that team gets rolled. They get rolled by one individual and one individual alone. So in changing the coach... Who won them almost sixty games this year? His record is impeccable, and the players understand the kind of guy that Coach Casey is. Who are you bring in that changes that, and I don't think you do. I don't think it does. Now LeBron may not be there next year. I mean, uh, you know, they talking about uh, what uh, Kawhi uh, Leonard. You know, depending on where he goes, you kind of follow the bouncing ball to see you know who's preparing what for uh, for for Leonard. I mean, that's kind of, does Leonard then meet up with LeBron in, in L.A.? And who does L.A. necessarily have left? Because obviously they're going to have to give up a ton of what's in the cupboards. But at the end of the day, if you have LeBron and Leonard on the same team, it may not matter. It, it truly may not matter. So there's other talk of where LeBron could jo- could, could go. But, but in, the, in the meantime, would you not think then if LeBron truly isn't going to be here, do you need to, change, do you need to make that change at coach? Because he's not going to be unemployed for long. I can guarantee you that. He's just not. But, you know, I think if you're the players, you got to take a look in the mirror because you're the one that got your coach fired. You're the one that got rolled. It doesn't matter what you, and again, people thought that because of, uh, was it game three, when DeMar was taken out for that 14 minutes, when you're when your $130 million guy isn't playing, right. that, that pretty much you're laying your reputation on the line. Fine. Fine, I think a guy like Coach Casey, can live with, he's very accountable and can live with that. I just think that if you're looking for a better coach, right now, whoever you bring in, I just don't think you're going to find one. If if you're doing it because you feel like the mandate is you need to make a change, well, I can tell you, I don't think the fans are crazy about it. I don't think you did your fans any favor. It's not like the fans are going, all right, who are we going to get now that's going to take us to the next level? I don't think anybody thinks that at all. And you know what? I don't even know deep down if Masai thinks that. So Masayu Jury had to come out, press conference again, it was all on Friday, right? Yeah. It was all on Friday, more explosions, this once again property of the Raptors and the National Basketball Association and their broadband properties, a difficult decision. Here's Masayu Jury.
3: Um, you know, I've used the last three days to really evaluate, I, um, uh, spent countless hours, um, worked with our team. Um, uh, this is not something we take lightly. Uh, but also uh, in consideration uh, uh, with uh, Coach Casey and um, maybe looking at other jobs, you know, I, I, to give him give him, give him, him that chance, be fair that way, you know, that we're not taking that chance away instead of dragging things on. You said this is
0: difficult. Did you speak to him in person or over the phone? Did you speak to him on the phone?
3: Yeah, I'd never speak to Casey over the phone with something like this, you know, like I met with him today Uh, we've met every day Um, uh, had lunch together yesterday Um, uh, what an unbelievable human being you know, like I I, it it made it, it's it's the hardest thing I've done in my life Uh, I'll say it, and uh, Bobby Webster and I went to speak to him and uh, I've never seen never met anybody so that classy in my life, you know, like um I don't know that I'll work. I I can honestly say that I don't know that I'll work with a better, better person. I right.
0: see. So it's so obviously, you know. I mean, he had a tough time even at the press press conference. Big time. Yep. So I'm thinking, is it then ownership that says "Well, someone has to go."
1: Yep, it totally was. It completely. You hit it right on the head when you when you threw it to those clips. It's exactly what it is. Uh, what I don't understand, Mike, is. Um, and I'm not saying this is Masai's fault, even though he was the one that put pen to paper. But I, I wish ownership or the board would sit there and say, "Okay, well, Serge Ibaka, twenty million dollars a season; Demar Derozan, twenty something million dollars a season; Kyle Lowry, like, which one's going, folks? Yeah, which Massive. one are we mixing
0: now? And again, it is if I'm staring at the 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 the. Okay, so let's say it's Masai, and and we're talking about general managers. We're talking about that kind of. Management that needs to, you know, pull a trigger. The problem is, as you said, Dave, those those contracts. Even Serge Ibaka, try moving that one.
1: Yeah, it's huge. Because
0: right now you're stuck with a guy. Quite honestly, that, that didn't come as advertised. There was a great start. Yep. But what you really needed to have happen didn't. And I'm not saying uh, it's LeBron. I know there's a lot of LeBron hate out there. But 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 it's the reality of what you had to face. That was your. And guess what? Indiana, the Pacers came a lot closer. Than the Raptors did. Light years. Light years closer. What I like to see too is, and you know, not that
1: I hate the Raptors or anything, I'd like to see Dwayne Casey get like a Milwaukee Bucks job <laughs> just to get like one of the top players in the world and see what he could do with that guy. Yeah. Because guess what? In this league you get that one superstar, and we've seen what happens. And I, I don't know, man. I I, uh,
0: I was disappointed, really yeah, disappointed. I was, N- not shocked, not shocked, just disappointed.
1: Yeah, big time disappointed. We talked about this, uh, I think it may have been even on Thursday or Friday about it. Uh, I've been in Toronto for 10 years, and I don't think I've met a better coach in Toronto in that time.
0: And as Masai said, uh, also a human being.
1: Yeah. Seriously, the guy, I could text, I could text Dwayne Casey right now, and I'm willing to bet that within an hour he will respond yeah. to me with something.
0: And he's always been good that way, and hasn't I'm,
1: he? Yeah, like you'd you'd put Dwayne Casey like higher, and this is saying a lot higher than Alex Anthopoulos. And yes. Alex Anthopoulos is a outstanding human being. Okay, here's a
0: tougher question. Here's a tougher question. Mm. Who do you rank or rate higher? Mm. Dwayne Casey, mm. Mike Babcock.
1: Dwayne Casey. Dwayne Casey. Yeah, absolutely. And no question. Handling of everything uh, and just, uh, yeah.
0: Now it's Now, it's a little unfair because of what, what was inherited by Dwayne Casey. Sure. And what was started by Mike Babcock having yep. to go all the way to the bottom and back to the top again. Right. So, so you got to put that also as a caveat in that.
1: No, well, that's true. But when Dwayne Casey, when Dwayne Casey took over this team seven years ago, this Raptor team was a 25 win team. He's more than doubled it.
0: <laughs> yeah, more than doubled. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm and just consistently, saying, yeah. and consistently, stays yes, there.
1: Yes, yes, and he, you know, he keeps on topping. You know, like if Dwayne Casey's on this team next year. Does this team go from 59 wins to 61
0: wins? I, I, I wouldn't really put it by them, but... I mean, I don't know who's coming in, but good luck, buddy. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be the guy replacing Dwayne Casey on, on almost every level that we talked about. Uh, also, we just we mentioned uh, who you wouldn't want to be. So we just showed uh, how tough it can be in Putin's Russia. Sure. I didn't really think it'd be that tough on... Uh, on a reporter, and here's what's weird. Here's what's weird, Dave. Like as we can see in Toronto, it's going to be a nice day. It looks like we're going to get kind of a nice week, and so they, you know, they throw down to whoever it is. You hear the water in the background. People gathered around a little pond. A little, oh, I totally remember this yeah. one. Okay. And so, <laughs> oh, no. and so you think it's going to be nice. They got <laughs> no. some ginger uh, Russian guy probably talking about the people feeding the pigeons. Yeah, or who knows, maybe later eating them. You don't know. Well, it is Russia. But this is Russia and I guess even if you're a reporter uh, heads up. oh nice right на ваш вопрос сразу скажу, никто, кроме них так не отмечает свой. Nice nice. они это элитные. down их не зря так he seems so nice пожалуйста. Первые can we get the translation there please yeah so keep in mind if someone's watching this later i have no idea what they're and all of a sudden rick Astley that is happy okay Okay. if a guy did that to you even though you know he's some slovenly big who knows you'd
1: want to you'd want to do something back but you know you're on camera
0: i'd do it yeah if I get a shot to the face, it really you, yeah, you'd, the, like the light, the switch goes on. Yeah, like if you get that in hockey, it doesn't matter. Let's say you're not a fighter, you're a, you're on a line with Dale Howard See what I did yeah. there? Howard Howard Chuck and. Solani, um, does that work? Uh, that's a pretty good line.
1: Yeah, at least two <laughs> thirds of it. Solani, not so much. No, I'm just joking. <laughs>
0: Timo retweeted what, you, when we did our, his, the thing last week we played for him. Timo retweeted it publicly that's right. and liked
1: it. That's why he's the best. And that was a
0: good I said, that's a good omen for you, that's Dave. That's a very good, a good one. But no. if someone
1: someone pops you, you like that, you can't help but want to jump them back, right? Or do something. I mean, oh.
0: I I don't know. I I know I wouldn't have walked away and started crying. Poor kid, though. He took a pretty good shot He on took a shot, but see, he didn't go down. No. Right? No, good for him, yeah. Oh,
1: what I'd, a cheap piece of garbage, too, yeah, to that, do that to him. What a tough guy.
0: As I said, because the guy seems so nice, too. I mean, you never saw that coming. <laughs> the fact that he was sleeping in his own urine, he got up to make a comment. You thought, you know, tell people to come down to the, to, to the pond. That's right. So oh, that's what you got from the translation? That's what, what I what got said? from the translation. Oh, no, no, interesting. See, okay. you go from that mm. to America. In America, they do things different. <laughs> They do not punch people in the face. <laughs> they do different things. Let's go down and see what it's like to do be a reporter in America. Let me tell you just some of the folks that were here. Beautiful Bobby Eaton, Ty Dillinger, Tank Lawson, and the Boogie Woogie Man. So a lot of Ooh, big folks. Who they Come here, Mama, get some sugar.
2: <laughs> no. I love you, baby. I love
0: you, Jack. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, Kathy. <laughs>
1: Said <laughs> that Hillbilly Jim? I was going to say that had to be a wrestler. Last year, found the state. Hello, nice to see you.
0: And
4: LaBeouf, obviously. Excuse me. Thank you. Just a minute, please. We're coming into 2009. Excuse me.
0: Excuse me. All right. See, this guy likes it. Look well, okay. at yeah, he He's not moving. No.
2: Of course, 50 he, Cent here. I got to go talk to Danica Patrick.
0: Eh, she wasn't big on
2: that. <laughs>
3: Jetzt uh, sorgen sich die Bayern-Fans so ein bisschen. Oh,
0: <laughs> what has the departure of David West? another guy likes it. I got a, I got a surprise for you, Dave, oh, I don't like that, I like A really good one for Dave the cool now There we go. Is we're yeah.
3: take
0: them and to catch up
4: with their mates and to for to remember
1: their happy New Year. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. that.
2: Thank you very much, Ekaterina Grouchova, reporting there live from central Moscow.
0: Yeah, see, yeah.
4: Wow. <laughs> yeah, this was a close yeah. race, but yeah. only
0: for a short while, once the
4: votes and ballots started rolling in from, <laughs> excuse me. Uh,
3: but there are thousands of people
4: down down uh, here. Thank you. They're, uh,
0: they're hey, awesome. The only thing that reminds me of is when I had to do that thing on uh, <clears throat> CHCH that went across the country, and then the, the guy proposed to the girl, and then the girl went missing. And then it showed up on that CB show. Something somebody oh, geez, knows something. Oh, Only I would uh, a, a MC a show on New Year's Eve, and someone ends up, you know, getting murdered. <laughs> what is it, me? Is it me? What? You're watching Raw, Mike Richards. Oh, by the way, the, here's what I think is interesting because I've never had to do that. <laughs> you've done. You've probably done tons of those in, yeah, in, in no, your career.
1: I remember once. Quick story. I remember once I'm at Madison Square Garden, and I'm I'm facing the rink. And then all of a sudden the leaves come out right beside me. And I don't know who it is, but one of them stuck me. Oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. While yeah. I was yeah. so I'm walking, I'm uh, okay. I have to face the camera, yeah. of course. Yeah, uh and they come I'm sitting, walking yeah, out and you're they come walking they're coming walking. this way. So you see you see basically So who's
0: on that team? What team is it? What are we talking? Oh
1: geez, that's McCabe, that's Tucker, okay, that's Sundeen. Uh, Curtis Joseph was in that. Uh, da, 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 I think it was the second time around. Ron Wilson was the head coach. Can I guess Tucker? It could have been Tucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could yeah. have been Tucker. But
0: it, if I'm lo- looking at that, we'll have to ask yeah, Darcy.
1: Yeah, it was little. <laughs> <laughs> eh. I was like, and of course, I just keep on talking, but you, you can noticeably see me do one Go. of because <laughs> <laughs> he Did never got he never, got. he do you never got. You still have that clip collect- somewhere? I I don't know. Yeah, I used to have. I used to have. Uh, a B roll tape of that kind of stuff, but a lot of that language wasn't edited, and never went to air. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> don't go to air.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know what I mean, but, but you have to understand if, if you're going live, especially in a crowd scene, you can't, you can't just go. But please, come on, don't do that. Bingo. Like no. you gotta. No, okay. No. So here's another instance. Uh So this team that you're going to see. So this is, uh, this is in Mexico. So it could be in Guadalajara because. Uh, it, it that's Chivas, right? And at the time they're not bimbos. That actually in Mexico is like a is like a Joe Louie. Yes. It's a cake. Yes. Bimbo is what it is. So she's there, obviously a huge huge win for Chivas. It's a massive team in Mexico. So as uh more and more fans gather around her, they get very excited. And guess what? Methinks uh, that Mevida doesn't really enjoy the fact that because there's going to be some barracho, that means drunk in Spanish, who's very excited about El equipo de Chivas. And they're all doing their little song. And by the end of it, I can tell that mm, she just doesn't like it. Beautiful singing, too. There we go. Here's the dance. And
1: oh,
0: wow!
1: Mm.
0: It's a little upset. I'm not getting that promotion in New York after yeah. this. That Mexicana. Why does he have to do that? <laughs> what do you think was going to happen, drunken, drunken football fans?
1: Dumbest idea ever. Ha- hang you- out, hang out outside of an arena after a team wins or loses, especially the loses part. Yeah, they lose, and you go, "Hey, Jimmy, how do you feel about that Leafs seven nothing
0: loss to be eliminated? Yeah. What do
1: you think he's going to say?"
0: What was it, the uh, the Dave Kingman performance? It was um, the longtime manager of the uh, Dodgers, Tommy Lasorda. Tommy Lasorda. I- Lasorda, Lasorda. Yeah. And they go, "Hey, what do you think of Dave Kingman's performance?" He hit four home, four home runs against us. What did I think about his performance? <laughs> you know, like you, I mean, there was Todd Stottlemyre when he goes back out west after Toronto. Yeah, has that's another meltdown. His voice gets really high. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? Like it, Like you, What are you doing? Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. But but if you're gonna do a live crowd thing, like you have to say you realize that they're gonna be so excited if they win that they're gonna be jumping Come, up and down. the are completely role. stop hitting, stop hitting the crowd with your microphone and crying. This is, this is what we're not going for here at uh, Las, Las Cuatro. Like, I don't know. I just thought that was very strange. Uh, here's, here's what we're going to leave on today, because I, I want to put... Uh, so Dave's in a good mood. We, uh, what, what time is tonight's game?
1: Uh, tonight's game, 8 o'clock Eastern time. 8 o'clock Eastern. 8 o'clock Eastern and uh, 7 o'clock in Winnipeg.
0: Well, uh, if that's not good enough news, I thought, okay, when I see the sun coming out, we're into mid-May... Then I start getting jacked up because I know football season is around the corner. Yep, I know the CFL is coming. I thought, okay, to get us kind of CFL up, what am I? Gonna, what vintage clip could I play? Mm. And then it came across this. I believe it is. Uh, is it ninety three? Nineteen ninety three. It is the Winnipeg Blue Bombers okay. facing your. Sacramento Gold Miners. Oh, boy. Quarterback for... Uh, for David, Sa- David Archer. Yeah, and for the uh, Blue Bombers. Uh, can I guess Tom Burgess? No, it's our good friend Matt Dunnigan. Oh, it's Dunnigan. Matty. That's there we right. Go. Listen to these names.
4: Second down and a long two yards. Markers are down. Dunnigan near side. Williams made the catch, and it was a great one. We'll see what the infraction was all
0: about. David Williams. He was, in his day... Awesome! Sacramento. Unbelievable! Better, nope. better BC line than Bomber, but N- still. And it didn't, mind, it didn't matter who he played for. Yeah,
4: he goes
0: right over Derek Davis. Yeah, he was a tall receiver for this league. Yeah, Hurley Brown, the new cover right there. He jumps I'm up. Sacramento did okay. They, Not did. Bad, actually. they did. They right. did I like David Archer.
4: linebacker. We'll talk about him a little later. He's an interesting story. But watch how Williams. Just kind of plays cat and mouse with. Like Derek it's Davis. really tough.
0: He's an NFL size receiver. Duffman
4: takes it away. That's a great catch. And, well, it's no secret that David Williams, once he has been reunited with his quarterback Matt Dunnigan, from nineteen eighty-nine days, he's had a great
0: year. Lee Peterson doing the color, so good. Dunnigan, for his wife. Yeah, just you know, Matt never—he uh, got caught, but otherwise he put his head down. He—he <laughs> he was about the size of a linebacker at this point. But look at the even—even even the lighting back then. This this stadium has that they're in now is so much better than, than the old stadium. Yeah, I mean, look how dark it is in the back.
4: Well, yeah. over the 500-yard mark and rushing for the year. And, you no, he's not a guy that'll slide and go to bounds. Look, he's trying to take on Brent Wade from
0: yeah, the He was. End. He wasn't going to put his... He wasn't stepping out of bounds. Look at the size of 73. He's a monster.
4: Second and two Winnipeg a at the 22. Easily done. First down.
0: Now, on the other side, you had Michael... Uh, Remember Michael Oliphant? Yes, I do. He was a great running back. That's Sean Mellington, he was
1: their starting uh, fullback at that time.
0: Canadian. Yes, we that's right. Another former BC
1: line. line. Yeah.
0: Starting quarterback, or fullback
4: rather, but from the first day of practice. These are
0: awesome jerseys, by the this way. This is I, one of my favorite jerseys. This is kind of the jersey that's always in my head. Bingo.
3: And the building's packed.
4: <laughs>
3: There's Donegan. There it is.
1: Williams beating Derek Davis for the Bombers' first touchdown.
0: There you go, a little, a little Essex CFL magic. As it is just my friends, just my friends around the corner.
1: Yes, I think that year actually Dunnigan and Alfred Jackson teamed up for six hundred and something yards receiving passing between the quarterback receiver two in that year. I'm uh, trying to remember. Incredible. that. Incredible.
0: There is your uh, Monday wrap-up on uh, Raw Mike Richards as we got to covering all the people that were either promoted on Friday or let go on Friday. For the Raptors, I hope you find someone that's... Well, look, you're not going to find someone equal to to, to Coach Casey. I just don't believe that's true. Hopefully, it's someone who's going to fit in with this team. But uh, in all uh, honesty, Dave and I, sad to see him go, really. And I haven't reached out to him yet, but I think uh, maybe I'll do that today. That's what uh, that's going to be up to. Thanks for joining us. Remember to subscribe to rawmikerichards.com. Join us tomorrow. Is it going to be 2 0 Winnipeg Jets? Bing, bing, bing! Oh,
3: oh, oh, oh. <laughs>